Chapter 1 The Encryption Setup has already been rewritten. It's been rewritten overnight like it has been before. 49 years ago, we all know what happened. No one has talked about it since. That has survived. After they made us all go through the rerouting plants, installed the devices. Everyone who talked about it was murdered. So it was self-censured, but uh, there's deeper secrets than that. We all know the professor who started the business and uh, created what we now deem to be immortal life. The transferring of consciousness to a younger, seemingly younger, more youthful clones, of course, and actual age might be only a couple days to weeks old. Now, we all know what happened to him after he killed his wife because she cheated on him after they had already transferred consciousnesses both the first actual test that had been a success he was uh, charged with capital murder and um, his research confiscated and then stolen but who knows where it went except for me of course the last one Piece together the whole story through rumors, whispers, notes throughout the last half a century, and uh, took me a year and a half to do so. That was uh, dangerous. Now, his assistant, Bartholomew Daniels. University of California in Los Angeles, UCLA, here they um, found his body crossing South Kansas, but unfortunately the first one to discover his death was uh, Prime Matthews. Pride Matthews was uh, 
Are they Antichrist? And he wasn't always Brian Matthews. At first, he was just a uh, kid. He was beaten in school and he was born in a neighborhood without parents. He was delivered over to foster care and from there he uh, didn't say a word. He just read books. Research things, or whatever he could get his hands on. He's very good at wearing masks, so good that he would uh, create them. Create these uh, machines he could uh, wear. He had a very small head, and he, he wore these masks, these motorized machines that could replicate any kind of reciprocation system of facial expressions to gain the trust of others and contact and here um, wore prosthetics not huge ones he wasn't missing any legs or arms but they would adjust his height in different ways and um, usually only to become taller of course or lengthier arms and whatnot anyways one day he I impersonated a Lieutenant in the police force in the North Kansas jurisdiction and some random city, of course. And uh, there was uh, there was somebody peculiar who wasn't quite assigned to the police force locally, who initially uh, killed the assistant. See, the assistant was drunk with his wife. Natalia, and uh, she's from Russia, of course, brilliant neuroscientist. They were in an old rusty truck. By old, we mean 23rd century. And uh, they were just having a great time drinking alcohol, which is still illegal at that time. And um, unfortunately, police lights were on, the sirens, and they, uh, had a certain load, the, uh, the old professor created cerebral networking and transferring of consciousness to alter your, uh, biological somatic structures. That research machine, the equipment, was all stored in a hybrid of carbon and, and, and steel and various plastics interwoven to deflect gamma radiation and otherwise it was one of the greatest safes ever known that kind of safe could uh, be close to the ground zero of a nuclear blast and pretty much have all of its contents intact and uh, without any uh, perturbation so Unfortunately, that was a very easy device to track down the black market if one had the means and the encryption and decryption to uh, to look into it. So, as a result, they were tracked by the Prime Matthews, who was just uh, Mr. John Matthews at the time, and people 
never really perceived him. He, he was quite undetectable, which is odd because he was always out in the open. Somehow, and uh, anyways, the rest of that story will be told later. So originally, the uh, the police officer arresting the uh, professor's assistant, the late professor's professor, I should say, uh, his assistant uh, was uh, not really a police officer. He was a thief. Not a very good one. He stole the car, killed the police officer associated with it, and uh, used his palm ID in the form of a dead man's hand to uh, activate the system and turn the recording devices on and off at will to uh, perform his petty thievery. Now he heard wind of this certain safe being transported from north to southern Kansas as a quarter split. Most of the state split after the uh, 2025 uh, Second Civil War of America. It just uh, was a necessity to have a liberal and Republican. Um, laceration of the state's authority. As no third party was ever introduced, libertarians were not strong enough to create a system of regulation or a tripartite system. So unfortunately, the American system collapsed and then, which led to another world war because everybody saw we were weak. Of course, Americans still won it. But at the same time, we were fighting a civil war, somehow one, two wars at once to a degree, with uh, three billion dead. We call that winning. And uh, the statute of state delimitation was initiated, and any liberal called in the Republican land was uh, expedited, one could say, to uh, not back to their states, but uh, let's say to holding. Now, very cruel world if you disobeyed anything, but if you obeyed anything, it was quite natural and free. Be forthcoming. I was alive back then, 58 now, be it I was a young lad. 49 years ago, I was only uh, nine years old, but I remember everything like it was today. And this event happened. The border of northern, northern and southern Kansas, where the whole world was about to change, for better or for worse, moralist would be for centuries. If we survived that long, we survive a day from now, it'd be a miracle. After what has happened, 49 years ago, July 4th, Independence Day, ironically. The thief was blown up in his car. The police car he stole. And whatever he was holding, obviously, there was something untouched as there was less burns in the back of the car. It's like a coffin that escaped. The dead body, its whereabouts unknown. If there was, of course. Of course, what was in the car was the... Uh, the safe, 
that was uh, immune to high temperatures and uh, degrees of radiation. So, whatever its contents were, which was unknown to the police force at the time, it was, uh, it was all gone. So, um, turns out the back of the camera of the car in which, uh, or the truck, I should say, that was rusty, the camera caught everything, but the police camera was turned off during the whole thing and it was uh, not being recorded. Now, the camera showed a quite sadistic and humorous event, some might say. Uh, well, the assistant to the professor of late was uh, getting pulled over by the supposed authority. He was shrunk, of course, with his wife. Now, he was quite good at talking, or so he thought. He thought he was very subtle and... Uh, he, he asked the police what he was getting pulled over for, just to gain information, to try and wheedle around with different conditional semantics and whatnot. It was in tax appropriation. He tried to lie his way out at first, saying that he was just going uh, to uh, southern Kansas to uh, study the Republican system, because he had a grant from some random university in Kansas to do so, and uh, which was legal with uh, the right paperwork, of course. And uh, the police, the thief, inquired further and asked what exactly was in that, that uh, metallic and shiny looking large coffin over there. He knew it was a safe. He said, you got a dead body over there. And uh, of course the assistant laughed it off, said no, sir, much greater than that. And. There was a certain gleam in the assistant's eye, and Natalia was laughing along with him, his wife, the Russian one, of course. It wasn't funny what was in there, for it would change our systems, make it very unstable, eventually. Now, the officer was very uh, tricky. And he said, well, you know, you were about 10 feet away from uh, what you're doing over there to be legal. As he pointed to the alcohol bottles. And uh, the assistant said, oh, really? And then the police officer, or the thief, said yes. So, the assistant thought it would be interesting to see when the thief went back to his police officer to fake up the report to run 10 feet to the other side, which happened to be the border of northern and southern Kansas. And in South Kansas, it was illegal to drink and drive. And he was on the other side and laughing and mocking with Stiff and uh, told Natalia to drive the car up 10 feet. And so they were both in the jurisdiction of the southern Kansas which they could drive and drink legally, because it was Republican. Now, unfortunately, uh, the thief didn't find this that funny. In fact, it was all a part of the plan. Get him on the Republican side so he can mess up the jurisdiction a little bit, the boundaries, who killed who, would suddenly become a little bit more unclear. So he shot the assistant in the head. 15 feet away. The carbon pistol. 
was highly inaccurate, so it's uh, kind of a marksman act, and uh, Natalia screamed, ran outside to check on her husband's status, and she too was uh, shot in the head. Professional's job, and everybody knew it afterwards. He knew it was going to be his last one somehow. So he was able to uh, grab a hollow dolly and uh, just kind of like a, a dolly with uh, pneumatic support. And it was able to uh, transfer the uh, the safe over to the police vehicle, and uh, he was on the road back up north. Until a siren behind him, about 30 minutes in, started uh, started to go off. Now he's confused. You rarely see a police officer uh, arrested by another police officer, especially in uh, in times like that. So uh, it was a bit odd, but he uh, he humored the police officer. He was a thief, after all, so he knew that. Uh, conform to the situation's necessity and pretend to be a police officer and just see like it was uh, a meeting of some sort. And um, out came a thick Berlin man, kind of like that ancient actor Josh Brolin, and uh, he had a mustache and smoking a cigarette, which was not usually legal without permits of various sorts, and uh, they only passed out a number of those to save the environment. Uh, preservation and of sanctity and health within the liberal states of course everybody can speak in the fucking ones the north this north kansas police officer um, met with the thief the thief was uh, a bit surprised but played it off and uh the north North Kansas police officer who pulled him over was uh, Officer Ramsey, which was quite a different name for somebody who looked like he had originally come from uh, Texas. It was white and Caucasian and uh, with a mustache. It looked like he was from an old western. So yeah, he was scratching his head a bit, it seemed fishy. And um, Officer Ramsey. Uh, Looked happy. Officer Ramsey asked, uh, "Hey, you, what you doing over there with the, without a, without your emergency lights on, boy? You're obviously transporting something. You should have them on at all times to deflate traffic away." You new here, boy? And the thief was uh, saying, "No, no. It's, uh, it seems the transmission is." Uh, not functioning properly, so I was taking actually my car to get inspected. You know the code. If we need to have our car um, fixed, we we must not engage in any peripheral activities. We must get to the uh, 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 a security station right away, get the car checked, and then uh, yeah, uh, we can be taken to the shop. Take it to the shop. Yep, of course. Uh, and Officer Ramsey, yes. how oh, you boy? You're absolutely correct. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> and he coughed just like that, and um, he was right next to the thief's car, and <coughs> oh, he must have had a lung disease of some sort. He's smoking that cigarette, and 
and the raw fumes going into his lungs and crippling his breathing O2 intake system that was born with him and he's practically passing out and you could feel the pain coming from him and he, he, he's crippled right next to the bottom of the left rear tire and uh, he uh, he touched the bottom of the vehicle for support little did uh the thief know there was a uh, bomb that uh, was just magnetically uh, integrated with the uh, vehicle's start stopping function which when it turned on and the mag- magnetic um, system would trip a conductor and the conductor would set off the bomb destroying the vehicle of course the thief was uh, just worried about getting out of there so it wasn't uh, anything but worried about making a scene so he just kind of wanted officer ramsey to go home so the thief you know was just like oh are you okay should i call the uh, emergency services um you should get in your car and go to the hospital right now uh officer ramsey and um to my knowledge the mr ramsey was like boy you're you're absolutely right i need to get out of here as soon as possible, my uh, my lungs been collapsing since uh, it's about two years ago. I think I got some kind of disease. They could cure it instantly. I just uh, I don't like medicine, you know, or doctors, and you know they're a little dangerous. And um, Officer Ramsey just kind of got in his car and backed up and uh, seemed to have gone. Now the streets were magically. Yeah. Empty, which is a bit odd. The thief started the car, and one behold, it was rad. So Officer Ramsey rode up the port as he was fried, and he had uh, nothing in the car but he himself. And uh, when I pulled up to the scene, there was nothing. It must have been that uh, that uh, that assistant that was illegally crossing the border. Uh, he, I looked through his stuff and he didn't have any paperwork, just it's a bloody mess. Nobody knows who did it. That's a conspiracy. Some sort, no doubt, but uh, we'll get to the bottom of this. And as he wrote up the report and addressed his superiors and debriefed those around him known as his peers, he um he went to another location shortly after, in a civilian car. Obviously, I don't always drive in police cars in the off hours, and it was a storage unit in which uh, there was a certain safe. Fast forward about two years, we realized the identity of Officer Ramsey. Uh, indeed, who now know as Prime Matthews. Prime Matthews was very good at faking things, creating these identities out of people who were legitimate and killing them and then replacing their natural business with his business and then killing them short afterwards in natural accidents, natural uh, biological degradations and whatnot, uh, making it seem as such. He stole technology 
through and wide throughout his years. From cloning devices, the transferring of conscious devices. And soon he had a uh, rather large emporium of uh, assets. Now he could sell in the black market or withhold them and create his legacy. Just how he became the Prime Matthews. We know today. Chapter 2 The Unfolded Doctrine. Professor who uh, was accused of capital murder, well, he did commit it, technically. Uh, Professor Benedict Sage, he was, uh, was executed later that year. Um, trials and court processes and executions in the last decades are a long time, as they might, might once have in the past. They're quite speedy to avoid uh, losing financial uh, uh, leakages through the uh, prison system and whatnot. So they are uh, um, quite effective at uh, entertaining the populace like the stonings of old, but they're also quite a deterrent towards uh, any ill behavior. So... What, what, what he found out later was that the, uh, the clones that he had uh, ordered were, um, of course, created by Prime Matthews. At the, uh, at the time, though, uh, Prime Matthews was only about 25 years old, and uh, he was uh, quite a young'un. Apparently, Prime Matthews had died uh, 13 years before 2300, and uh, apparently he was only, you know, roughly 12, 13, so he's... Uh, Quite young when he faked his own death, but it wasn't the first death he faked, and uh, he created a new identity somehow. And, uh, after the professor had uh, been executed, um, it just happened to be that there was legislation being passed that everybody would uh, be installed a chip in their right arm, uh, kind of like the, the old theory that the Antichrist system would uh, be just a, you know, just a, a chip was installed in the right arm and you could not buy or sell without it, well, this was it. Except uh, it wasn't the Antichrist system yet, and um, it was just uh, state policy to ensure the protection of its own citizens. In fact, you could still uh, be in the church at this time. The church was not outlawed in any way. People still preached the name of Jesus Christ boldly in all the north and southern states in America and uh, throughout the rest of the world, practically, except for various countries which still had uh, various uh, policies uh, that were um, uh, grandfathered in from their old uh, uh, archaic times. Fortunately, these uh, places uh, looked down upon certain freedoms of speech and uh, had secret systems which allowed the punishment uh, even under the guise of uh, the average sinistry towards these uh, religious zealots, which were uh, in other states completely illegal, uh, such as beatings, lashings, and crucifixions, and uh, one of them was New China, of course, and uh, which otherwise had a great system. They treated the people very well, and they were respected peoples uh, with lots of honor and dignity, and retained the the, 
simple, meditative, and uh, behavioral capacity to organize things at high rates. So they were not altogether evil. They just didn't want their system being interfered with by a Western culture, a system of religion, which they didn't understand would become their salvation for their own. Now, it's quite interesting to see how history develops. Even when it's rewritten, it can be recalled by the... Uh, by the old minds, the wise, those who have experienced things firsthand and have been silenced for quite some time, eventually they have mouths open, and uh, even if they know they're going to be killed for it. Now, in 2300, because the, uh, the national statute of, of, uh, of integrative technologies to reduce crime and sadism was instituted. The uh, chip, the uh, multi-frequency device was installed in the right arm. That uh, your specific frequency could be uh, um, detected at all places and all times. It took a couple months to install the uh, necessary um, devices, which allowed the the tracking of these chips in the arm. They were called the Devil's Mark by the religious sect, of course. Everybody thought this was just a bit of an overhaul of their uh, paranoid negative projections, but they were quite close to the mark in some ways. But in other ways, it really was just an initial um, attempt to reduce crime and sadism. <laughs> Little did they know how much it enabled it in the future. So, <sighs> to carry on the story, this legislation was path- passed by... Uh, a uh, Senate a presidential uh, execution of uh, an executive order, which was just a fake, obviously, but uh, it went through nonetheless. And the, the president at the time was uh, was uh, was a progenitor of. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, they tracked his uh, DNA, and um, somehow he was elected just, just in the future, just a, you know, Thomas Jefferson was born a long time ago, and it's interesting to see how the genetics plays such a role in defining our characteristics, which oftentimes make us leaders, and, uh, and then the conditions which go forth in creating uh, the environmental triggers for certain genes, and then, of course, there's the actual individual development, which is completely detached from the genes. And uh, it's interesting to say that this progenitor down the line of Thomas Jefferson, his dad was homeless, and uh, the only way he was born was through a, 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 a brothel interaction, which was highly illegal at the time. But uh, the female, for some reason, got pregnant when her when she got drunk one night and forgot to take her birth control um, injection which normally lasts about nine months and uh, would otherwise kill a baby now this woman uh, come to find out she uh, was arrested the next day and she was uh, just protected by people such as police who had been with her and Nothing happened to her. She just had the baby. And, um, supposedly just a simple interaction out of wedlock. Nobody tested the baby's genes for the father. No paternity test of any sort. So the 
the child grew, and he, uh, he was beaten, of course, just like Prime Matthews, and uh, became a very strong, good, righteous leader, unlike Matthews. And he was elected into the presidency and served under the uh, United World Order, UWO, for four years. Which controlled the whole world, of course. There was the uh, Prime, which acted as the uh, basically president of the world. Not a king. Of course, there's heavy regulation within his power, and there's a new Prime elected every other year to keep his reign quick, and you cannot serve any other term than that one. You're elected by a multinational order of, of distinct policies and regulations that was very complex. Whatnot, so not a lot of people even attempted to run except for the uh, very subtle and rich, which Prime Matthews, John Matthews, before he was Prime, was indeed so. Nobody knew how he got his money, not the, all of it. Of course, he had some corporations that he owned that uh, was under a different name. Of course, he was born into a different name. It wasn't John Matthews. He was born um, Henry Thomas. Henry Maximilian Thomas. And uh, he was a loner, as I said earlier in the first transmission, but he was brilliant. He was brilliant, faking his death at a young age here. Yeah. He was able to create a new identity and relocate himself elsewhere. Survived two wars at once somehow. And went back to the same town he started and created a small business which moved into a corporation within two years. Under the name of John Matthews, of course. But he was too young to own it. Regulations did say you had to have a degree. Certain areas, be a certain age, blah, blah, blah. But uh, he managed to manipulate people for money. They were just uh, local men who owned bars and various places, you know. People seemed like they could be entrepreneurs, but they really weren't. They were drug addicts, uh, money launderers. So he became involved in the crime world very soon and in their ways an instant and uh, was instantly associated with them but also he uh, made sure that was all private and secret connections that he, uh, he dealt with in person never over any communication devices which were always tracked and um, the metadata played through a system and any anomalies or um, acts of sadism or anything of that sort was tracked which uh, led to the development of the statute uh, I mentioned in the year 2300, which she pushed for, and helped lobby eventually down the road, which passed the legislation. He ultimately faked the uh, executive order of uh, the Jefferson descendant, uh, and uh, the statute was passed. Every citizen in America at the time both parties, because it was a federal statute, uh, had to be integrated with the system. It was a two-part system, and uh, you went start with a multi-frequency device in the right arm, and then there was cameras. 
cameras everywhere in every spatial area a human being could possibly exist within and then the frequency detection device that identified individuals and their individual devices at each level now it was installed in the right arm it had a itself a multi-frequency rerouter and a computer it detected heart patterns and the magnetic flow, certain emotional events, stuff like that, to detect pre-aggression and whatnot, to, uh, to alert authorities to a location and the individual. So if people had a history of violence or non-history of violence due to the chip, they would know. Everybody could install with one, even John Matthews. And um, there's cameras everywhere, but John Matthews was always out in the open. Nobody could. Uh, understand how on earth with him always being out in the open he was able to slip past every system known to mankind deceive every man known to mankind except for the church of course they had his eye they had his eye on them of course but uh, they had their suspects and he was one of them church wasn't so easily fooled by technology and barbaric sailors and people trying to hide their identity. They understood common deception mechanisms of man. Trying to slip through the systems of notice, they pictured that their list of potential real antichrists was getting thinner every day, and it did. And uh, John Matthews stayed on that list till the very end, until he was the last one. And they, uh, they did a thing initiated an order, an order that would uh, defy all mankind in some ways and then integrate it into a system of death, which I just survived recently. Now, John Matthews was maybe... um, 27, when the brilliant idea came to his mind that he could break the encryption system on the chips. There was an encryption system, of course, which uh, the data was transferred between the cameras and the the, uh, frequency detection devices installed on the cameras in various places so that all people were tracked and monitored and various activities and their emotional structures and states were always uh, being monitored by various systems of different orders so he, uh, he slept his way into uh, a certain university, UCLA of course where all the cool technologies were being created, all the cool ideas because it was California it was unregulated as much. There's a little more underground activity going down there, especially where UCLA was located. It was a haven for criminals, and he took advantage of this. The university itself had a black market on campus, which somehow was only uh, magically raided after John Matthews was prime. And uh, all of its stuff confiscated and brought to an undisclosed location in uh, Nevada. Area 51, of course. But, uh, anyways, that's not this part of this story. So, he, John Matthews at the time, being a uh, 
notable businessmen would often go to campus under a uh, double moniker. Of course, he uh, used his prosthetics. He was no longer John Matthews. He was Reverend Snipe. Reverend Snipe did not have a first name. The original Reverend Snipe was uh, killed many years ago in, in one of the wars, but his death was never actually faked until later. Actually, they uh, believed he survived, and of course, to a degree, he did. Now, it wasn't easy for John Matthews to fake all these people's identities after they had gone missing. So he could only play the game for quite some time and then uh, have somebody else replace him in replacing them. So it was quite a bit of organizational thing, which had no fumbles as of yet. So the Reverend Snipe, or John Matthews, here in this situation, was uh, in the year 2302, had um, went to UCLA to talk to... Professor Vladimir Yankovich, and uh, he studied uh, encryptive devices, of course, and uh, taught mathematics, so he was uh, something of a polymath, um, and maybe a savant, which was exactly the center of the subject. Apparently, a group of savants had uh, worked together to create the encryption system which unfortunately was virtually unhackable and unpardonably discreet and uh, impossible to crack, which guided the system of the cameras and multi-frequency devices and whatnot, located in the right arm. So everybody was unfortunately, inevitably, um, tracked, not necessarily by Big Brother. They they had their freedoms. They were allowed to speak. They could still... um, preach religion and whatnot, so it's literally just prevent sadism at the time, of course. Now, the authorities, when they sensed aggression, they would simply monitor for certain patterns. When certain patterns erupted of emotional constancy of aggression, then they would uh, have either a psychiatrist look at them, or they would be held in a holding cell for about a day, and uh, just told to calm down and whatnot, and they can resume their lives ordinarily, but uh, if the uh, aggression actually was uh, appropriated into behavior, unfortunately, they were arrested, and uh, they, they weren't killed, they were just sedated and put through a reconditioning process, which was not brutal, it was quite humane, so uh, the system wasn't abused, ever, really, uh, except for in various, 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 various areas where uh, the black market was involved, of course, where they would... Uh, have certain subjects be replaced with other people, you know, when you have a human being in the mix, you can do a lot of things, you can test them neurologically, uh, biologically, there's so many ways you can see how their spiritual systems work and whatnot, so uh, that was very rare that any um, patients or any um, inmates would be abducted if any system, uh, even where the black market was involved, because it was so difficult. Security systems were very complex at the time, and nobody had the time or money or any way to really escape the uh, observation system. So, uh, uh, Big Brother really became Big Sister, and Big Mother, and Big Daddy to everybody, and really it just created a form of watchful and healthy discipline that got society moving forward a lot quicker. Um, 
UCLA was interesting. They had uh, circuits where they could temporarily blind the system, but they could not reroute things, so they had to create mimicry of mimicry of mimicry of mimicry to the uh, power of about 256, and uh, that was the only way they could create frames of uh, distilled um, unpresence. Uh, each pixel had its own frequency. And uh, encryption device that was light years beyond anything at the time. So, as you can imagine, this created a very, 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 very d uh, difficult and time and energy and money-consuming process that uh, you had to spend about a million dollars for a couple of minutes with a professor to talk about black market items. And a couple generators that were uh, that were uh, portable, of course, that were driven up, plugged into the system discreetly, and then uh, the, the the whole room in which one was in could be uh, temporarily silent to the observation systems of the uh, America at the time for just a couple of minutes, million dollars, a couple of minutes of undisclosed interaction and uh, yeah, the future of the world sealed with John Matthews. The professor of mathematics and uh, computer sciences was very pleased to meet with John Matthews or Reverend Snipe, because Reverend Snipe is known for being uh, quite a religious fanatic in some ways, and uh, led not a cult, but a very, very underground secret society of uh, religious members of the Christian order who were ex-military and all looking for redemption and the repentance of their sins and looking for holiness and... Uh, where to come out of their old lives and seek a new one without doing anything illegal. Uh, or so they thought. See, legality in their mind was uh, all based on God's perception of responsibility taking. They thought it was responsible to do something, whatever it might be, they did it. As we'll see later on, that led them into a, a situation. No. The only way I got any wind of what happened throughout this conversation was seeing the breakthrough John Matthews had afterwards, as both Reverend Snipe and actual John Matthews that he was, or Plankton, Reverend Snipe, so much deception, you'll have to follow me here, I'll drop a kind of character map, if you will, afterwards if you'd like, and transmit it to you discreetly, I don't know how well it will be since it'll only be 256 by 256 pixels that's all i can encrypt you the listener um whose name i will not disclose and uh, so john matthews a reverend snipe in this situation was asking how he could bypass and hack the multi-frequency device system and the camera system that was mandated by the Institute and Statute of the Anti-Sadism and Injustice Principality that was enacted in the year 2300. The professor smiled, a gleam in his eyes, perfectly uh, Chiseled teeth, if you will. Smile, a smile that was like uh, Alexander the Great just gleaning at his conquest. And the professor said he'd need a, a team of about a million savants to 
together, cerebrally networked, able to work as a single unit. Neuropsychologically, they find the necessary system and algorithms which would uh, crack the code. Crack the system, too. Of course, there was hardware that needed to be uh, dissected and whatnot. And they uh, that only a team of about a million surveillance. Of course, he was just saying a million. And uh, Reverend Snipe just kind of said, Oh, my dear, oh, really a million? Oh, shouldn't be too hard now, should it? And laughed a small, short, calculated chuckle. <laughs> and uh, further inquired about the uh, the nature of the savants and how to acquire one. See, savants were revered, since there was only so few left in the world. They were breeded, if you would say, by a specific genetic pooling systems that uh, had been instituted. There was not a lot of individuals with genetic deficits. Of course, savants were not considered to have genetic deficits since they technically ran all the world's security. They're actually revered and uh, their parents greatly rewarded for their genes and uh, the genetic conditions which created them and whatnot. So they usually lived in manners and uh, they didn't have a lot of contact with the outside world because they had trade secrets. So they had... Uh, they had people who attended to the savant's needs come one time and one time only and then leave and sign a non-disclosure agreement uh, anything they may or may not have heard so that if they were uh, disclosing anything they'd be um, executed for high treason the united states of america which is pretty rare but the savants were uh, interesting so the plan was in effect Steal a million savants, which didn't exist. There are about 14 for every million square miles in America. And uh, somehow get them all to be cerebrally linked in order to create a hive mind of sorts of autistic savants, which could then crack a code. It was uncrackable. Seemed easy enough. Reverend Snipe thanked them and swiftly left. And when the camera systems rebooted to their natural form, you have to be in the same exact place which you were, were originally. And uh, were in a kind of like a Doppler. In fact, you have to be moving at a ratio of distance away from the original place. And uh, there is some scrambling involved, glitch here and there, deja vu, if you would say. And the system was back to normal. The truck that had the portable generators would just simply casually drive off and then uh, the system recalibrated itself and the disruption algorithm was uh, was deasserted. So, John Matthews in the form of Reverend Snipe had his game going. He knew exactly what he had to do to take over the entire world. Of course, he wasn't Prime Matthews yet. I didn't come until about 40, 40 years later. Relatively recently, of course. About four years ago, in 2345, his year, the year of death. 
Of course, it was a long ploy, but he enacted everything quick like click viper. Of course, those were only in zoos now, and various containment facilities where they were being studied for their genetic capabilities to be integrated with uh, weapons of sorts. Um, espionage weapons, as they could go into uh, very small areas and be integrated with various technologies and kill quickly if necessary various toxins embedded into their their glands near the fangs and they, uh, they were quite useful for many act of sabotage or assassination those are classified elements we don't talk about the virus even now now John Matthews in the form of Reverend Snipe had a very special system for having the underground group meetings uh, of the uh, Christians, they were called the Red Brothers. Of course, there was women involved. As I said, ex-mercenaries, ex-politicians, or exes, exes, exes of various, uh, very dirty and immorally culpable domains of society. The Red Brothers and sisters, if you will, were... All brilliant, that accused very high, all very practical geniuses, understood theology very well, they understood the penitence of sins, and they understood their old trades, those memories were not forgotten, their talents not erased, just repressed, until the time would come. Chapter 3 The Aggrandizing Delay So it was around the, the time of Christmas in the year 13, or not 13, excuse me. I'm a little tipsy, I've been drinking a while. I've had a rough couple of years, as you may imagine, and I drink a lot. It was the year 2302. In the time of Christmas, the third Red Brothers meeting of the year, they don't have them a lot. Um, triennially, of course, because they're expensive, and for one, and they um, have risks. So, everybody in the Red Brothers converged upon a secret location, which... Um, it's only possible through a form of misdirection that admittedly was quite genius. The arm had to be removed. It had the chip, and a uh, prosthetic one had to be uh, asserted. So that wasn't an easy process. It took modification of uh, uh, the veins near the shoulder. There's little. Um, kind of valve connection systems, if you will, under the specific name that they term them, just um, for each vein and artery and whatnot, and uh, they create a false heart that had the same exact patterns of magnetic radiation as their own hearts, as to not alert the authorities, and uh, somehow, as long as they were in front of the cameras and within range of the multi-frequency device, as long as there was nothing. <laughs> 
odd going on. Uh, such as spikes of aggression, because that's all that was really monitored. And then the video feed was turned on to where they were, the locational video image monitoring. And they, um, they were undetectable. So the arm would pop off. A new prosthetic would be attached very quickly before any amount of blood could be spilt hardly. And uh, surgery was very painful initially because they didn't have a lot of anesthesia as uh, Red Brothers started year before that time and uh, the process was a little um, prototypical three people died one person was fairly disoriented and they uh, they got the process better after time but uh, of course this is all done in secret it's very difficult to explain the laceration of the arm and uh, <laughs> the fact that it was departed from the body to the authorities as they were dumped into the ocean and uh, eventually kind of found. The ocean was also uh, monitored by uh, various satellites that had very powerful uh, frequency detection kits that could pretty much according to a certain professor at UCLA uh, could reach almost all the way to the center of the earth he said to Reverend Snipes. In that same meeting, I already mentioned in the second transmission that uh, the only way, boy, you could get all these savants in one area is to literally go to hell and do it. John Matthews was no fool. He, uh, he understood what this meant. Knew the satellites could penetrate. Mile upon mile upon mile of Earth density, there the satellites were large. There was a couple built on the moon, actually, that were large, a couple miles wide, and just pointed directly at Earth at all times. There was four different ones uh, on the moon that were um, able to detect pretty much everything on the Earth, and uh, they were placed at different degrees on the moon so that no matter where it was in the sky and they could uh, penetrate most of the earth wherever it was facing and then they had the uh, ones orbiting the earth so it was able to uh, get a very strong sense of the other side where the moon wasn't where the uh, everybody was and the devices were in the processes therein Emotional states and The information is processed in laboratories, computing station servers, all around the world. It was a vast network, a matrix of uh, security protocol, extremely complex algorithms upon algorithms, meta algorithms upon meta algorithms, controlled by about a million people. The Red Brothers. Their meeting had been initiated December 24th, 2302. Reverend Snipe called for a world of peace. There weren't a lot of people there, but they're all influential in their own way, all trained um, psychologically to be stronger than the others, to be faster and uh, be undetectable, but not lie exactly. 
those patterns were picked up on by the multi frequency devices. They um, weren't monitored as much, but they were studied indeed. Now, reference snipes told the Red Brothers that New Age was coming, that he would run for the uh, prime seat eventually. That it was necessary for the Red Brothers to uh, network, so to speak, and uh, expand the uh, expand the course. And they did. They did discreetly over the years. No deception involved. Of course, that was studied, nonetheless. And uh, unfortunately, uh, as the years went by, it became clear that there was nothing but peace. The world passed the United World Order. A statute mimicking America's to limit sadism, and they integrated a new system with the American one where everybody in the world had a chip in the red arm, universally identifiable wave ago, and all people were regulated by a feed of images. This is where it became dangerous. There were acts of attempted espionage by different countries that are competing for each other, and this almost led to a couple wars which were silenced behind the scenes. Politicians very good at hiding things. John Matthews was not yet a politician. In fact, he was a businessman, a very clean one, according to his record, not even a speeding ticket. He officially lived in North New York, and, uh, it was north, it was a liberal, and because it was liberal, it was the center of all financial uh, obligation to society. So he was seen as humane and um, fundamentally just at some level, which is always the liberal illusion, is it not? Sacrificing people's actual health and welfare for an attempt at universal justice, which is intrinsically, innately, highly risky and uh, should fail. But the failure system is initially designed by the liberal mind to be repressed over the knowledge of it initially and uh, it's later exploded for financial uh, attainment so they can uh, go their own way with Lamborghini. And uh, as we saw with the old Planned Parenthood system, those higher up in the organization and whatnot, it's always a false sense of justice making everybody else slaves. Now, it's quite interesting to see what happened over the years. There was a savant who did not necessarily have a name that was unclassified. We know his first name through various whispers to be Marcus. His parents signed a contract for him after uh, after birthing him and they were giving quite a lot of money and uh, according to the systems he was he was uh, contracted to a classified project which initially led to the uh, creation of the algorithms and security development for uh, uh, the multi-frequency devices eventually um, leading to a uh, various systems of organization which uh, allowed the uh, entire world to exhibit a certain peace for a number of decades and whatnot, so it seemed. 
Uh, he got his hair cut frequently. He didn't like his hair long. It bothered him. He had a sensory processing deficit, so long hair kind of threw him off and made him upset. So they would hire a, 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 a barber every week to come and uh, cut his hair. And it was a new one each and every time, selected randomly for, from a non-disclosed location. Of course, they, uh, they signed the non-disclosure agreements, as I said earlier. And um, there was one from North Oregon who came once, cut his hair. Of course, it was John Matthews. John Matthews did so many acts of extreme deception, put on his prosthetics, his masks, and uh, the false multi-frequency device and from the original victim and played his identity role, voice modulator to the perfect f- pitch of the person who was initially assassinated. Now, it was odd to see later on as we look back, somebody who was picked randomly able to be impersonated by another person intentionally. We don't know how that happened exactly, but I'm sure you just had a network of people who uh, spoke too much. He was assassinated within an hour. This certain barber from Northern Oregon, and uh, his body dumped very difficultly, disposed of, and his multi-frequency device uh, salvaged, and uh, this new identity John Matthews had was uh, set in the player, the playbook of plays over the world's history. He had the. Um, audacity to bring with him his own equipment, which he wasn't initially supposed to. He, um, somehow got around it by playing the victim and acting like he didn't know the, uh, regulations. He signed a non-disclosure agreement and, uh, went in and got the savant's hair, shaved the beard, not, not accidentally salvaging a couple many pieces of hair and, uh, accidentally sliced open a tad little prick of the savant's cheek, which uh, the blade had a suctioning micro um, micromolecular absorption system, which uh, took in the blood and put it in a tiny little capsule in, in the center. It was virtually undetectable, by all means. And, uh, the blood was safely safely transported through the, uh, the blade. Right out the door, and all the hair collected as well. And, um, that was all he needed. So they say. Of course, eventually, a couple of years later, the savant went missing too. But not for too long when he was replaced by a clone. Where did this clone come from? John Matthews stealing technology from all over the world and making it seem like it was a magic event each time. Virtually undetectable, nobody knew how it happened. He was able to make a cloning system which transferred consciousnesses over from one clone to the other. But no one was sure how the uh, initial process started because usually you need a, 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 the original savant or the original person to transfer the consciousness into the clone. So. 
that would explain how they able to do it because they Zane abducted the original savant Marcus and uh, replaced him with a clone that clone um, obviously didn't last very long it was programmed to contract a disease that was undetectable initially through genetic composition and uh, he died well the real one is laboratory unconscious for the next 20 years or so now there's various people throughout the world the real church for instance who suspected John Matthews instead of meeting in secret places I just wrote everything down on paper crumbled it up read it at angles the cameras could not pick it up it was quite simple, it's out in the open. They had an entire network. 14 million people all, all doing this to various degrees, not all in the same uh, uh, tract of trying to defeat a potential antichrist. Some of them were just passing notes, <laughs> just like in a class of youngsters. And like, hi. Some were saying, how are you doing? Others would say, peace of Christ be to you. It was quite a solidifying event for the community of Christians. And there are a few who took their responsibilities in the cosmos and their understanding of the spiritual realm very, very far and very, very wisely. They understood the machinations of Satan and how the uh, new policy to reduce sadism could be turned around for better use and how it's already an inhibition of freedom that goes against the policy of the kingdom of God. So they're quite annoyed. They knew the time of the end was here. They knew an antichrist would form. They knew that the general antichrist system had suddenly been in the works for ever since Judas Iscariot was alive. They understood how it worked. They understood how to prove it. That would come out later. It would frighten the whole world into terror. It would destroy the Antichrist himself, though, when they did prove it. His authority was only based off false belief, and his power and his authority to make the world a better place, not Christ's, which was the blasphemy. The Antichrist, the image of the beast, it all seemed like fairy stories. But there it was right in front of everybody's faces, and the empirical, and the suede of empirical. Magnetic and quantum realms forming pixelated images in the concrete. Subtle ones, albeit, but they're transferred over into the nervous system in the universe. So ever since Judas Iscariot transferred it over to the heathens around him. Of course, one out of every three heathens in Jerusalem eventually became a Christian, in which the image of the beast was inhibited or destroyed by the image of God. And that became the central locus of apprehension in the nervous system. The perception of the mind, the heart, and the spirit became organized according to the will and to God. The will of God initially replaced the will of sin, and the will of God saved the person into salvation. Anamnesis, metanoia, these things took place in the individual as a result of Christ's work and the Holy Spirit as well in them. Reorganizing the nervous system itself, reprogramming it like a programmer programs a computer, much more complex. The quantum realm is very difficult to organize. Only God could do that. 
only a devil can mock it. I intend to organize some aspects of it, like a musician who throws off a key every once in a while intentionally to disrupt the pattern of the music, to create a false harmony, to create a false existence. This is all very secretive. I wrote down on hand notes. They were burned immediately. Only the people who came forward afterwards, after the Antichrist was destroyed, John Matthews was killed, assassinated, and we'll went through a final war, and now we have something else here. Something else. Entirely. Almost the end. It's the pre end. Everything's being salvaged for a new existence, but I should not talk about that plan either. But I trust you, listener, not to disclose any information to anybody. So, John Matthews, the Antichrist, he cloned the savant. He owned a mining company in uh, the Ukraine, which he visited a little bit too often, even under the monikers and identities he's created over time. And, you know, um, business partners he had either duplicated or formed a new identity and kind of replaced to a degree and these processes became very common where he would go there and come out the next day different person just to throw any potential suspectors off and uh, it became impossible to track any potential negligence activity on campus and uh, it was quickly forgotten Fun if there was any incidents. Which is perfect. They could just say a mining device overloaded, overheated, mining tunnel collapsed, three people were killed. Won't happen again, sorry, government. That's how it always worked. Things were covered up. But deep in the mining tunnels was an elevator that took you to hell. Some people say hell is a spiritual realm. They say it is at the center of the earth, and if you go deep enough, you can hear the cries of the uh, the heathens who have died already. Their souls, forever in a state of non-penitence, weeping and moaning and gnashing their teeth. Well, of course, this wasn't true. That uh, hell is more of a state in which your nervous system deteriorates after death, very quickly, albeit, and your your information systems that are sub-quantum to a degree start to infinitely deteriorate but the rapid deacceleration of the neural stability of electrons and other particles creates a system of feeling nonetheless after death which heat is appropriated because everything's apparently deteriorating at the micro level and uh, the uh, the quantum stasis doesn't truly breach itself, it just kind of, because of sin being disunit, kind of asymptotically destroys itself from within. So you retain consciousness nonetheless. You, you're dead, by all means. You cannot express yourself, except for in the most subtle and disharmonious of moans. Grievous thing, death. Never be able to organize yourself into an expression or an act of love. Just heat and slow deterioration, like a worm squirming around for potential reorganization. The despair, knowing you will never get it. You know where you are when you go to hell. You know many things. 
At some levels, you know nothing. It's impossible to retain full information. You know, your consciousness has deteriorated. No, asymptotically ever deteriorated forever on. So it's impossible to hold the true, perfectly articulable thought. Everything's dead in hell. It's hot. It's painful. It's a terrible punishment. Gehenna. Of course, we only know this after years of research. So, that being said, the center of the earth is very hot. There are various instabilities. It's impossible to know what's going on down there. It's very difficult to do anything down there without the right technologies, of course, which she uh, brought in over a period of 20 years. Piece by piece by piece by piece. Took billions of dollars to create just the elevator. The mining took trillions of dollars, which she happened to have quite more of it. Nearly bankrupt him, and John Matthews was very pleased with a simple laboratory at the center of the earth, able to house a million savants, he said. Those black market friends. The system was created. He was going to break Unicode. Unicode was the system that was designed to protect the multi-frequency devices and the cameras from any any other system breaking in, hacking it, or rewriting protocols. As a result, it was perfect for around 35 years. It was only in 2035 when the first subroutine was installed, one that protected John Matthews indefinitely. The form of Reverend Snipe. Reverend Snipe, of course, was the the head of the Red Brothers, as I said in a different transmission. And um, Reverend Snipe's identity was uh, protected. It was a ghost in the system. Ghost that was always there. Ghost feeding off fear and preying upon the weak. And he was able to do a lot of illegal things without anybody, even his own protégés, his own followers, his own people, his community uh, of, of uh, Red Brothers, able to track him down. Red, Red Brothers became very powerful indeed. Their networking over the years was quite imaginable. The people even in New China that would allow Christianity to be uh, processed. It was very difficult to do. It was a black market that formed of religion. It was only possible in states which dysregulated and destroyed any populace of free religion. I was able to be enabled. It was quite expensive. They get a lot of money for that. Which just therefore funded this funds even further. Now, the thing is, there was a catch. The savants didn't make it. Even the professor at UCLA, which initially told uh, Reverend Snipes or John Matthews about the uh, the process, is that it had to be cracked within a month. Clones are different creatures. They can last up to 50 years. Practically immortal than their soul, and they just suddenly die. 
the, uh, ends of the genes, the telomeres. Program to do so. You can't have a clone last too long, else you lose financial uh, ability to buy um, more for corporations. Get tax reductions, and other other systems get taxed. It, ru- it would ruin the economy, so they die after fifty years. That was that was the legality of it, or at least the answer uh, science behind it that they. Uh, they programmed the telomeres from the last 50 years and they officially told that clones can only last 50 years because the, uh, the telomeres involved in the regenetic purposing, that uh, was a lie. Of course, a lot of these systems were bought up by John Matthews over time. Um, he understood the business because he understood the technology because he stole it. Back in the day, of course, he didn't do much little things himself anymore. He was either Reverend Snipe or John Matthews. He was recognized globally as one of the richest people on the planet, and nobody thought he would run for prime, except for the church. The genuine church, of course, the one passing notes around, not hiding in the shadows with false prosthetic arms, false prosthetic hearts, mimicking magnetic fields to fool the multi-frequency devices. Now, it's quite interesting what happened. Soon after the laboratory that was a couple trillion dollars in the making, uh, suddenly was flooded by all the uh, heat. Everything was destroyed, of course. The elevator um, disposed of, and everything, all the research destroyed. But there was whispers of a new category of technology and devices that could make you quickly jump to the other side of a room within a split second or across buildings, jump rooftops and whatnot and of course all these things were things of science fiction they were so expensive and they were quite exactly legal which is why they haven't been made even for military use though the technology was quite possible how do you make it undetectable is the question how do you become invisible to the system and quite literally physically? This is how.